0: It's 7pm Thursday, and now, on 93.7 Express FM, Business Express, with Miles Henson. So, very good evening to you, we got Thursday, November 22nd, 2018, you're listening to 93.7 Express FM, and this of course, well this is Business. Miles Henson on 93.7 Express FM 93.7 Express FM, good evening to you welcome to Business on a Thursday night with me Miles Henson, delighted to say we've got a great guest this evening, we've been trying to get him on for a while but we've got him in the studio at long last uh, Paul Munter is with us from Stella Dispatch he's a managing director, Paul's going to be with me all evening a little bit about Paul, he grew up in South Wales escaped to London in the mid 80s after a year or so travelling through France he's married with two daughters uh, moved to Hampshire in 2004 and he's Says here that he loves golf, cycling, and tennis. We might have to ask him about that. His professional career started in the courier industry in London by accident in 1987, primarily in sales. Uh, and he joined a startup which was called Premier Dispatch in 1991. They grew to a 20 million pound turnover business uh, by 2001. He then left there and spent two years in the corporate world with DHL, we shall ask him about that as well this evening, and then uh, he reallocated to Hampshire and worked with a small independent firm uh, for most of 2007. Uh, Disillusioned uh, decided to start at what is his business now, Started Dispatch, in 2008 with a gentleman called Wayne, and the business has been built on teamwork and now employs seven staff and they have subcontracted careers nationally. Wait for this, a local success story. The turnover is now approximately £1.4 million per annum, and growth is Based on flexibility and the ability to adapt to changing market needs. Paul Munter, Stella Dispatch, Managing Director, is with us all evening and he's also picked a couple of cracking tunes as well, so I suggest you go nowhere. He's going to be with us until 8 o'clock. This is Business Thursday night. Good evening. Justin Timberlake can't stop the feeling before that cold play, Vida la Viva, starting Business Express this Thursday evening, 22nd of November 2018. Good evening to you. Uh, Paul Munter Minta, is with me all evening. Hi, Paul. Hi. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Good. Good. Well. We, we we had a bit of a false start with you, didn't we? We tried to get you on a while ago, and then I, I don't think I could make it, so we had to move you, but thank you for having your patience and coming back in. So, no worries. Pleasure fun. to be here. Excellent. So, lots to get about uh, to get through. We want to talk about Stellar Dispatch mainly this evening, but with all my guests, Paul, what we tend to do to start with is just find a little bit about the, the kind of the man, the people behind the business. So, uh, South Wales?
1: Yeah, grew up in South Wales. Uh, left school, not very well qualified in the early 80s. Yep. And after generally dusting around for a couple of years felt I needed to do something with my life my options were stay in Wales do nothing move away chose London okay big
0: city big city yes yeah. So, so you started your professional as in the courier industry in London it says it says by accident primarily in sales so tell us about that yeah
1: okay so what happened was I was first moved to London got a few jobs in pubs thought great meet loads of people make loads of friends very soon realized that the people you meet are the people in the pub you work at I'm um, your social time. They don't want to go anywhere by the pub. You want to get out of it. So I thought, I needed a new job. Right. Looked through the local papers and saw an advertisement for a salesperson required for a courier company. Now, I've always had an interest in motorcycles. I thought, I'll give them a ring.
0: Get to ride a bike and my job. How yeah. good is that? Yeah. Didn't, yeah. <laughs> ri-
1: didn't ride the bike, luckily. Didn't ride the bike, but I managed to talk my way into the job and found I had a bit of an aptitude for chatting to people and pointing out what the benefits of that particular company were met Some interesting people, and it was a great time. It was the late 80s, the economy was booming, people were having a good time. Generally, great time to be young in London and yeah. earn money.
0: So, you presumably you, you learned quite a lot about the courier industry during those years, did you?
1: I learned a lot of good things, and I learned some of the things that uh, are perhaps best forgotten. Yeah. I think um, the courier industry there's no barrier to entry, so there are a lot of people coming into it just to make a quick buck, and ultimately, I felt that. I needed to move away from the smaller company I was working with. I was fairly lucky. I was offered a chance to get involved with Premier Dispatch.
0: Right, which you started in 1991. They, oh. they were a fast-growing businessmen. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I was involved uh, with a lady called Carol Bradley at the time. Uh, we worked together at my previous company and she arranged for me to meet the two owners, Richard Sullivan and Kevin Jenkins, who were the founders of Premier Dispatch. and. I got along with those guys they invited me in to start in the sales role and off we went and the growth was exponential it was a fiercely competitive market but we had the right we had the right ethos it was about teamwork everyone worked together clients the supplier the couriers the yeah. sales we felt one team and that gave us the, the the sort of impetus to just grow and grow and grow and in
0: 10 years went to a 20 million pound turnover business
1: yeah, phenomenal growth yeah i mean the market at that time was probably valued in central London in the region about £150, £180 million pounds a year. Yeah, As You can see within 10 years we've taken a big percentage of that and that was purely based on customer service, doing well, yeah. not letting people down and hard work.
0: And I know we're going to talk about the sort of stellar dispatch this evening Paul but was there a point in those early years where you started to think to yourself do you know what I could do this and I could do this as well as anyone else did, did that occur to you then?
1: If I'm honest with you no I enjoyed working at Premier for a long long time and we had a really really good time um, ultimately though I got to about 2004 and I felt that I'd gone as far as I could go with that company so I opted to Slightly changed direction. I understood the courier industry. Again, I was fairly lucky. I saw an advert in a trade magazine, DHL, the large global super brand, were looking for a same day division to be launched in London. My CV fitted, interviewed, got the job. Hey ho, and I thought we were off and running again. Unfortunately for me, I was pretty much a square peg in a round hole. The corporate world wasn't quite where I was at. So I stuck at it for a couple of years and was looking at my options. At the same time, my uh, daughter was coming up for her third birthday and my wife and I decided that we really wanted to move out of London, move down to the countryside, give the child a better upbringing. So we moved to uh, just outside Petersfield in Hampshire and I, again, talked my way into a job with a small Guildford-based courier company. And I thought, this is quite good, this will do me for quite a few years. It's not the
0: big corporate animal that DHL was, yeah. No,
1: it was a a smaller company, independent company, nice people, very small group, but I felt that we could work together and I I, I had the skill set to take the business forward. Um, It didn't quite pan out that way. Uh, The owner was a bit, um, I think dogmatic is perhaps the, the phrase I'm looking for but I was lucky because I met a couple of good people, one of them being my uh, business partner, Wayne, who, when I decided I was going to up sticks and move on at the end of 2007, I offered him the opportunity to come with me. Right. And from there, we launched uh, Stellar Dispatch in 2008.
0: And and do you do you remember those early days? Do you remember those early days of going on on your own? What what were they like for you? Were they scary times? Were they exciting times? A bit of both?
1: I, I think exciting is, is, is a very good phrase to yeah. use. Yeah. It, it, there is no greater feeling than waking up in the morning for the very first day when you started your own business and you realize that you're the bosses what you say happens what you want to do you do your responsibility is to yourselves you don't have anybody looking down upon you saying oh, you haven't done this you haven't done that so we worked very well together and we enjoyed what we did i was more on the sales side of things wayne was the operational side of things right. and um sort of dovetailed in quite nicely.
0: And did you spend some time thinking about and planning this with Wayne? Is, is that something that you were doing over, over a number of weeks and months with him whilst you were doing other things? Or
1: <laughs> Yeah I mean we you know that the business Stellar Dispatch launched in just outside Portsmouth in Waterlooville in 2008 April. Um, the company was registered in December 2007 right. so it was a good four months five months planning and we both come from a strong courier background myself obviously uh, at, at that time i'd been in the industry 20 odd years wayne at that time had about 15 years worth yeah. of experience so we came at it from different angles but the the two sides complemented each other and we both had the same ethos we were very much um about customer service it, it was never let's do this on the cheap let's make a quick buck and get out it's it's a long term and it's it still is buckler, a, it's, yeah. It still has a you know there's still a long term yeah. aim for Stella. it's not a get rich quick and then leave.
0: Okay. Uh, Paul Munter, uh, Managing Director of Stellar Dispatch, is with us all evening. Uh, We've taken the story to the point where the business uh, began. We'll play some music, we'll come back with that in a second, and we'll then talk about the early days for Stellar Dispatch. You're listening to Miles Henson's Business Express, brought to you live from the heart of Portsmouth every Thursday on 93.7 Express FM. Business Express on a Thursday evening. Paul Munter uh, from Stellar Dispatch is with us as our guest this evening. So, Paul, we we just took the story to the point where you'd... um, kind of started to learn a bit about the trade and you'd met wayne and you and you had different skill sets and you'd come together and stellar dispatch was formed in 2008 which which by the way i've just figured out is 10 years old this year so my mass is pretty good we'll talk about that later no doubt so tell tell me about those early days those, you know where did you get your first customer come what were the challenges that you faced tell me a little bit about that
1: okay so uh, when when we formed the company we we took a conscious decision to start in a fresh area to both of us we we didn't want to work in a geographical location where we had an existing client base because we felt it would compromise our previous employers for a start so we, we looked at the where we both lived we looked at what we potentially saw as a viable market for our services and as I said we put ourselves down in Waterlooville and then the very first day we opened the door to our office and we sat there and we went what do we do now? <laughs> Strummed our fingers and thought, yeah. right, okay. Well, we've got to go out there and do something. We have to make this happen. I mean, we're committed. In terms of, we've got mortgages to pay, we've got you know mouths to feed. So we went knocking on doors. Um, luckily for us, across the road from our office was a reasonably sized business that had an occasional need for a same day courier service. So we popped our heads in the door, gave them our cards. They were just across the road, established that we could perhaps be a little bit quicker than the incumbent supplier, and in same-day couriers, invariably speed is of the essence. Yep. And oh, we walked, and then the following day the telephone went, and we both looked at it and went, "Oh, it's a customer. Who, who's that? <laughs> what do we do? What do we do? So um, it was the client across the road who said they needed something urgently delivered to central London, and it was probably one of the, the greatest feelings we've had. It was put the phone down, jump in the van, go across the road, pick up the parcel drive up the A3 deliver a parcel phone the client say your goods have been delivered very impressed it took us less than 2 hours which was a bit quicker than they were used to yeah and then just drove back <laughs> got back to the office well that's good yeah but well, we need we need lots more of those to okay. make it happen um and we pursued it and we carried on and we built our client base and very much hands on for the first sort of, 3 or 4 months we were both out and about in vans driving around um, sometimes not even making any money, but we had sign written vans, so we felt we were publicizing the business and it it was good and we 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 grew and we grew and we grew, and then we realized we'd done lots of work and we needed to be paid because this is the thing that we hadn't thought of. We thought, <laughs> oh yeah, we've done a good bit, and um we then started encompassing the uh the other side of the business the the collection of money the Right. we've done this for you, we've done a good job, would you pay us please? And yeah.
0: we'll Invoicing start. and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah,
1: and we started to learn how people are sometimes not available on a Friday afternoon or they pay you on the third Wednesday of the last month of the year and this, that and the other. But um, again, we, we were very fortunate. I think possibly we're fortunate because we made our own luck, but we'd spread our are sort of our client base in such a way that we weren't dealing with one specific industry. So there were no peaks and troughs to deal with. It was very much a plateau. So when one client was busy, another one was quiet. And in turn, when one person was running out of money for their own needs because they had grown their business, somebody else was being paid in turn, right. paid us. So we were fairly lucky and fairly structured in the growth. And as we move forward, we've maintained that policy of dealing in-house. We don't outsource any... Um, we don't use a factory or an invoice finance company. Right. We we finance it ourselves, um, which can or did you know, and still does to this day present certain challenges. Yeah. But we felt that we have the relationship with our clients, we understand them, they understand our needs and the way that we operate and it, it makes for a harmonious relationship. Yeah. And at Stella we've always been about people. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's about making money, but it's as much about making money as it is about being good people, providing yeah. a good service and getting recognition for being. Well, I think I think
0: we're, we're talking about. You said to me quite clearly: look, this isn't all, isn't always about the money; it's about providing a, a world class customer service and getting close to customers, which is really important. And I think if that's your priority, that then comes over in the in your customer service, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, as me especially, I might have a bit of a chip on my shoulder, but I I, I felt like I had a point to prove to myself and to perhaps other people I've known in my past that we could be successful, and the money was secondary. And the money to me in business. Although it's a fundamental part of business, it's secondary because if you're providing the level of service that you purport to provide, if you're treating people that you work with as they would expect to be treated with, you're getting get bigger and bigger, and as you get bigger, the money should come with it. I mean, there's an old saying: if you look after the pennies, the pounds yeah, look after absolutely. themselves. But that—that's that, the reality of it. You know, yeah. we—we've never purported to be a pilot high, sell it cheap sort of business. We, we're pretty professional in what we do. Um, we have certain standards that we need to achieve and in turn for us to do that we have to pay a certain amount of money to, to the people that work with us. To so get the right. We're not the cheap company at the end of the road yeah. but by the same token we're not, you know, the, the
0: global uh, yeah. dinosaur that... Okay, says, that's it. Uh, we'll, it we'll play some music in a second. I want to get into what Stella's dispatch is about today. But look, looking back, Paul, would you, would you have changed anything, or did did you take the right path? Did you do the right things in the early days with Stella? Would you say?
1: I, I think um that sort of question will probably only be able to answer when I retire. Okay, because currently, I, I I believe that we've we've probably made mistakes, but by the same token, I think we've learned very quickly from those mistakes and because i'm still actively working in the business it's it's sometimes not the best place to be objective about how the business is yeah you know yep. the, the business has sustained steady growth year on year which you know our accountants will profess is it's pretty good isn't yeah pretty because good. It, it's it's a strong percentage growth year on year um but it would i change anything probably not you know, if, if I change one
0: thing, then it would probably change everything that's followed on from yeah, there. So you, so yeah, okay, fabulous. But listen, Paul Munter is with us all evening this evening. We're going to be talking to him more about Stellar Dispatch between now and 8 o'clock. Uh, lots to talk to him about, suggest you go nowhere. Don't forget, if you want to get involved or come on the show, you can do that by calling us on 02392 847, 847. Uh, You can text us as always. Don't forget, of course, to start your message with the word express. You can get us on that social media thing as well. Uh, Facebook, of course, and you'll, you can tweet us at event you can tweet me at at Miles henson and if you want to email the show make a comment come on whatever you want to do that's easily done as well business at expressfm.com is the email address to use this is queen i want to break free on 93.7 expressfm i want to break free Business Express Thursday the evening with me, Miles Henson, 22nd of November. We have Paul Munter, Stella Dispatch, Managing Director, is with us all evening. Uh, so, Paul, we, we, we started uh, before we played Queen to talk about the early days in Stella, etc. So, br- bring me up to date a little bit. T- tell me about the business now, how many staff you have, what do you do, what do you get involved in, what, what does a, a typical week look like for Stella?
1: Okay, so uh, currently we've got staff levels up to, there's nine people working in our base in Waterlooville, myself included, And we ostensibly sit as a link between our clients and a database of couriers throughout the UK that we can call upon um, to pick up parcels as and when the clients require. Uh, We're a business-to-business carrier, and we can move anything really from an envelope, which we do for a number of legal firms. Sometimes a barrister in central London might need some papers. And for the client, it's cheaper to send a same-day courier than it is for the barrister to sit there at... X amount of pounds per hour, waiting for something to be delivered by the post office or the Royal Mail or whoever. Sorry, I'm not just... No, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Alternatively, we supply a luxury car manufacturer and occasionally they will need parts collected from other sites around the UK where the parts have been manufactured in order for the production line to continue. Um, We can offer a collection anywhere in England within the hour for a small-sized vehicle up to a transit van. So time is money to these guys you know a 200,000 pound car sitting on a production line that can't move for the sake of a 50p key fob yeah it, it has to be done um we work in the food industry we supply a couple of food manufacturers for taking samples ostensibly okay. we've we've um we've been approached by a client to move some stuff that was perhaps not in the normal remit of a courier, it needed to be chilled, but not to the extent where we'd need a chilled vehicle. So we, in, in line with the client, uh, decided we could use um, commercial size freezer boxes, which the client felt was a great idea. Their goods fitted in the boxes and the cost to the client for using those is a lot cheaper than using a frozen lorry, yeah. for example, just to yeah. move a couple of samples. Um, pretty much on a day-to-day basis, we don't know what's gonna happen. We turn up in the morning, eight
0: o'clock, the office opens
1: and the start phone start ringing. I
0: can actually say your, your business now com, comes from all different sorts of industries, but you, you you go looking less for it now? Does it tend to come in because of reputation and brand that you've built?
1: A um, bit of both, really. We still actively employ a sales force. We have three guys uh, that work in the, the, the customer services and the sales side of the business. Um, the experience that we've had has enabled us to know where to look for the business. So rather than throwing lots of mud at a wall and hoping some of it sticks, we, we, t- we can target certain industries. We supply a couple of Formula One racing teams, again, oh, on the same principle as the luxury car. Um,
0: delivering market. parts and things, fact, yeah, tra- yeah, yeah, but
1: the, 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 the funny thing is that the, the south coast of Portsmouth area especially has a propensity of highly skilled engineers, and lots of these guys are supplying the Formula One teams with particular parts. The, the Formula One guys need the park quickly. Yeah, yeah. We've got the, the relationship with the engineers in this part of the world, so we're whizzing stuff up the road there. Um, we we service the whole of Hampshire. Our client base covers Basingstoke down to Ringwood, uh, across to Chichester, and back up the A3, sort of guildford Camberley area. So we've got a fairly large core client base in that area, yeah. and from there, parts or, or parcels are moving outwards as well as coming in from anywhere in the UK. So it, it's a pretty good network. I mean, we use trade networks, we access to over 2,500 couriers nationally, which it enables us to offer the same level of services, perhaps a large national integrator would, right. but uh, to manage the client's expectations a lot better because our clients are only dealing with one site and we're taking on the onus to speak to whoever around the country. Rather, with some of the larger companies, you have to speak to each individual division around the country, and you perhaps lose that personal touch.
0: And and is it just UK-based, Paul? Do you get involved in in delivering stuff abroad as well? 80-85%
1: of our work is UK-based, but we do do deliver abroad. Um, We do collect abroad. We piggyback into the large international integrators and some wholesalers that we've traded with based up in the, the Heathrow area. For our clients, it's ease of use. Right. If, if you if you're to ship a document to New Zealand maybe once every two or three months it's so much easier to just pick up a phone and say hello Stella I've got a pass to go to New Zealand when can you collect it when can it be delivered than to go through the online booking process with a large international carrier or yeah, yeah. find that because you don't use that frequently the charges are quite high um, our clients benefit from our economies of scale I mean we're shipping daily with, with the, the, the larger international integrators, so we, we in turn, uh, get a preferred rate, which we can then, in turn, pass on to our clients.
0: Makes so perfect that, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah makes perfect sense. OK, let's talk music. Um, Change subjects, quickly. we asked you to pick a couple of songs this evening. You've chosen Oasis, Rock and Roll, Star and Heroes, David Bowie. Why are these two tracks so? Why have you picked these?
1: Well, um, David Bowie especially, is it, it's uh, an artist that, since... Uh, the early to mid 70s, I've listened to, without giving away my age too much. Yeah. And um, Heroes is is one of the tunes that struck a certain sort of resonance to me. The the words, we can be heroes, we can be kings for one day, and I believe everyone can be that
0: Absolutely. if if you
1: want it, you try, you get it. And Rock and Roll Star Oasis, I like their attitude. When it when they when first hit the ground, I thought, yeah, this is a good tune, and it reminded me again of the late 70s, the the sort of the punk rock era which was probably my formative years listening to music and the energy and the fact that anyone can just get
0: up and do it and these things I feel strongly about per- perfect perfect introduction fantastic 3.7 Express M two songs chosen by Paul this evening Oasis Rock and Roll star Debbie Bauer heroes we're going to do them back to back enjoy Two great songs chosen this evening by Paul Munter. We had Oasis, Rock and Roll star, Heroes, David Bowie on 93.7 Express FM. This has been Business on a Thursday with me, Miles Ensign. Uh, Paul's been my guest uh, all evening. Uh, Paul, we are running out of time, but uh, there's some stuff I need to talk to you about before I let you go this evening. So let, let's talk about your business, the industry now. Where, where, where are you now and where do you see the next, I don't know, two, three years going for your particular industry?
1: I, I think, um, Miles, our industry is evolving on a pretty much a daily basis the, the the needs of the client are changing drastically um to put that into perspective when i f- first got involved in the industry in like 80s people were moving bits of paper with design on to designers to sign off to pass on to printers to take to the ad agencies to get printed oh, yeah and then technology sort of wiped out a complete sort of strata of that the end of the typesetters was pretty much dead and buried Design now is very much done in-house with a lot of firms. Um, So the the sort of things we move are changing, and we're moving more towards a product-based delivery. We're we're, we're requiring larger vehicles. We're finding that our our growth is um, maybe working in tandem with other businesses that historically might have run their own vehicles for delivering stuff but have now um, decided that they can take that level of their cost out by outsourcing deliveries to companies such as Stellar Dispatch. So as time evolves, I see that becoming a bigger part of what we do. Um, and in turn, I feel that we'll be looking to go into use of larger and larger vehicles, which probably will align with some sort of strategic growth for the company. Perhaps we might need a, another site that's not so much office based to allow us a facility to develop our company in, in order to fulfill the, the needs of clients with with larger vehicles yeah yeah so uh, and over the next sort of two to three years that's part of the plan that we're working on I mean we, we constantly looking at the market constantly looking at the client needs what where can we go as Stella what can we do what can we offer that's going to set us apart from our competitors I mean and the previous 10 years have been based on this what what can we do that people don't do
0: because you can't stand still can you You can't stand still for five minutes if you do you get caught or overtaken don't you
1: it's all about um it's all about just keep growing the business trying to find a niche in the marketplace trying to find a client base that likes what we do and how we do it and we have to be conscious of what our competitors are doing as well if if we look at the, the the business as a whole now Um, Over the last ten years, we've seen a few of our immediate competitors go by the wayside in the local area, and by the same token, nationally, some of the larger companies uh, have gone or merged or been bought out. And we need to position ourselves so that we're not in that that sort of minefield where if we lose one or two clients, we're gone. So we we have to look at what what the clients' requirements are going to be and dovetail our service offering into
0: those clients and Constantly evolving Yeah, yeah Hope yeah. so Fantastic advice <laughs> 93.7 Express FM We are just about out of time I'm going to come back with Paul for a couple of minutes after this to do the Eagles now This is Busy Being Fabulous So we are running out of time, and rather than listen to the Eagles, I'd rather give Paul a chance to talk for another uh, 60 seconds or so. So 93.7 Express FM, business being fabulous, that's the Eagles. Uh, Paul, before I let you go then, um, if people want to get hold of you, how do they do that, sir?
1: OK, Miles, well you can check out our website, www.stellardispatch.co.uk, or better still, call us on 02392 let us know what you need, and we'll see what we can do so for that's
0: you. That's o two three nine two two three zero zero five seven. Yep, that's lovely. Thank and we- you.
1: website once more is www.stellardispatch.co.uk.
0: Fantastic, Paul. It's been a pleasure and speaking to the same. thank you so much for coming in and doing the show this evening really appreciate that uh, say hello to Adrian as well I will do just in case you're listening uh, that's been Business with me Tenson Henson on a Thursday evening we should be back same time same place next week uh, that's by my reckoning something like the 29th of November fast becoming close to Christmas can you believe it uh, going to leave you with Mark Cohen walking in Memphis uh, Chris Pierce is getting ready with Express this week after the news can see him doing that right now go nowhere keep it Express